Hello and welcome to Dowdy, the podcast where me, Mariana Feijó, talk to my guests about the concept of bravery, or braveness, even just the moments where folks have been slightly out of their comfort zones. What's up, shitheads? Welcome back to another episode of Dowdy. It's me, your girl, the number one fuck girl, the number one fuck girl, the number one fuck girl. All you gotta do is trust me, the number one fuck girl. <laughs> I was looking forward to do to 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 doing this intro, the high and mighty John Gabriel's intro that is just like crazy and out of anyone's mind and. Yeah, I hope my flatmates don't come and check on me to see what's happening with uh, the crazy person screaming inside her room. <laughs> but it was fun, and I get why he does it, because I'm feeling way lighter right now after this, all this screaming. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we're back, adult team. And this is a great episode that just like, I've just finished editing it, and I realized... One of the reasons I really like doing this podcast is that I end up learning so much from my guests. And then, like, because I, I'm having a conversation with them and maybe I'm not always, you know, taking in everything I because I need to react to it. I need to think of uh, what's the question that's coming next and all of that and how I can keep it interesting for you guys listening. Uh, but then when I do edit it and I listen back to it, it's like... I'm listening to it all over again and it's making even more sense and there's so so many nuggets of great information and like food for thought in almost all the episodes and I'm not like trying to <laughs> to say hey my podcasting is great listening listen to it I am I'm always trying to do, to to say that because I want people to listen to it I want people to listen to the conversations I have with my guests that's why I that's not why I'm doing the podcast but it's one of the reasons I'm doing the podcast but I'm not just saying it it is true at some point quite towards the end of this podcast my guest talks about everything she does to quiet quieten quieten is that a word to <laughs> yeah to quieten her mind and to be more in her body and that's something I feel like I have to remind myself every day and make an effort to to do and I keep forgetting it uh, and it was very helpful to listen to it today because after I finish this edit I'll probably do a bit of that I'll probably sit in some sort of meditative activity it's something I like I really struggle with because it's hard I think some of the things that are hard are the things that you need to do for your well-being. And I do need to quieten my mind always and lately, maybe even more than, than usual. And there's always like two other things I want to, to contextualize from the, the podcast that you're going to listen uh, to or from things I've said during the podcast. In one of them, I start telling the story about my driving exam, where I say that it is common in my hometown to request for extra payment f to pass an exam because it's like a private center that does the examinations. I failed my first, first exam because of that. At the end of the exam, because I didn't pay, at the end of the exam, my examiner told me, oh, it's such a, such a pity, you're such a good driver. I, I was really, really bummed that I had to, to fail you. Crazy, right? <laughs> I'm happy to say that I didn't pay extra to, to pass. I eventually did pass without paying anything. But that's a crazy detail of my life that I felt like I didn't finish the story. So I wanted to, to, to finish it in the intro. Another moment that I found amusing <laughs> during the, the edit of the podcast is when I was asked if I thought if something was a characteristic more common in women. And my answer was, I don't know, because uh, I, I can't answer because I've only had two guests. Two, two male guests so far, so I apparently now can only make judgments that are related to my podcast and there's nothing else happening in my life. So if it didn't happen in the podcast, I can't have a, an opinion about it, apparently. Uh, I found it amusing because of that. And now I feel like I'm explaining why something needs, why, why something is funny. And I think when you need to explain why something is funny, it maybe isn't. So uh, am I, am I losing it? Am I, am I losing it? <laughs> Tell me I'm not. That's really it for my intro. You're about to listen to what I think is a little letter to stand-up comedy from my guest. 
and the episode starts as it always starts with my guest Savin Chada introducing herself. I'm Savin Chada. I'm a aspiring stand-up comedian and um, also illustrator and designer during the day. Although I don't think I'm a stand-up comedian right now, I'm a sort of like curled up in a ball on the floor comedian, like a sort of like <laughs> fetal position breakdown comedian, like an existential uh, breakdown in the shower comedian. But yeah, um, yeah, I haven't done much standing up in the last seven months, but um, I'm excited about it. I, I feel like I, I know this is what I... I really want to do this. Even like even if even if it's just just the gigs that I'm doing right now, they're just so much fun and the people I'm meeting, it's um I've never met such a cross section of the like human race. So, so many different people from so many different walks of life. Like I've never in my life had that experience where I'm meeting that many different kinds of people and everyone's a storyteller so they're all interesting and funny. So there's like the amazing I've met so many people in the last year and a half that I absolutely have fallen in love with everyone, to be honest. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. That's great. I'm not very good at intros. I'm not very. I'm not very good at hyping myself up. I'm just sort of like, oh uh, yeah, I need to get better at that. Um, if I'm gonna be trying to do that, was great. I'm excited to 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 meet people through stand up as well, and that's how we met each other. Yes. Uh, so yeah, and I'm very happy that I have met you. Uh, me too. I have you as someone I know in a my new life. friend. Oh, for sure. Did we didn't we didn't meet? We met through Funny Women, I think. Yeah, but I don't. Did I meet you on the day yeah. that I did my my first round a couple of years ago? A couple of years ago? No, it was last. Uh, it was not. It wasn't last year. Was it year before? No, it was last year. It was last I year. Think we. But maybe we. I think we may have met before. Maybe you went to one of the open mics. Oh, uh, maybe. Or something or like that. I did that. one of the workshops they did as well. So maybe at that even. Oh, that was that was it. It was the workshop. At oh the yes, Club, yes, right? that was great. That was a great yeah. day. Yeah, that was the day we awesome. met. Yeah. <gasps> it's I know. <laughs> I like to remember that because then you're just sort of like, oh yeah. But yeah, that was a good day. And then I did your your word of muff gigs. That was awesome. And yeah. and you've you're you're the only person who's taken decent gigs of me, uh, decent pictures of me at gigs. So <laughs> I'm always using your pictures. I'm always happy to to have. I my love pictures, them. Yeah, uh, they're out there to to help people promote their work. How long have you been doing photography? I've always done, like I've done it as a hobby for a long time, but professionally maybe four oh, years, nice. something like that, maybe five, because I've I've just re recently realized that I've been living in the same house for four oh, years wow. when I thought it had been like two, two. Well, I mean, so this year's like, this year just is just goes. an added one that just doesn't feel like it happened at all, but it's sort of like, oh yeah, we were, we're still having to add an extra year to our life, even though we didn't experience yeah. it in any way. <laughs> other than like weird panic or whatever but that's cool we were having some some boiler issues the other day and the guy came over and i was like oh we changed the boiler like a year ago and he was like no it was two and a half years ago and cool yeah the last year doesn't compute oh my in my God, brain right? same i mean i can't fathom that it's october i mean it's to me it's like still like the end of march <laughs> So yeah, yeah, that that's been weird. That's so weird that you say that you you're having trouble with your boiler. Ours, like ours, is broken. So I've been, like, I've had two cold showers in the last couple of days, and I am oh, freezing. No. But although I feel we, I feel like I'm actually all right with it because it's quite invigorating. Like I kind of didn't realize how good cold showers are. They're actually really good for you, aren't they? They are, and I try to take cold showers in the summer, but in the winter it's Oh my god, it's it's <laughs> it's the most it's I mean I think that I think you know we're supposed to be talking about things that are brave. I think that, that might be the bravest <laughs> thing I've ever done is today I took a really cold shower in a cold house. So it was like I had to like really psych myself up for it. I had to be like, okay, you know, just sort of it's gonna happen, it's gonna be fine. And then you just get in there and you're just like, Oh my god, this is awful. I mean but I don't know. I'm like such a clean freak that I was like, I would rather do this than be dirty. So yeah, yeah I have happened. taken cold showers in the win the other time the boiler broke. I took a few cold showers. So yeah, I'm also the same way. I prefer taking yeah. a cold shower than just yeah. not taking a shower. <laughs> I'm just sort of like, I'll just deal with it. It's fine. So yeah, that's. But fine. I I do live right next to London Fields Lido. Oh, which nice. is uh, an outside heat heat pool. Oh, nice! So did you go and, to uh, like <laughs> two years ago, maybe when it snowed really really hard yeah. in London, that like the canal was frozen over. There were people swimming in outside in the Lido, and I know the water is heated, but yeah. it just feels 
Why are you doing that to yourself? I don't know when people do that. When people like, my sister was talking about there's like, I don't know, like in East London, I think, like a pond of some kind that people go swim in. I don't know, I might have have imagined this. I don't know what's real and what's what I've dreamed anymore. (laughs) But um, there was like this this pond kind of pool situation. It's like all natural. It's like no chlorine or whatever. And people go swim in it and it's really cold. And I'll say, what are you, why? (laughs) Like, why would you I think that that may be the West Reservoir, which I haven't been to, but I was planning to go. Oh, so it is a real theater. Yeah. Because a lot cool. of people post and they're like, it's really cold. And I'm like, yeah, I want to go. It sounds fun. But I kind of do want to go now that I know really I can. Well, now that I, I mean, today I learned something about myself that I could, ha- I can like, I can endure a cold shower. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll be reinvigorated <laughs> once this is all. I mean, if this is all, once this is all over, let's stay positive. Oh my God. <laughs> the sentence How would you define bravery? I defining, oh, I don't know. Like, I think I've been thinking about this a lot, actually. So I, I reckon... I mean, the definition is something you do in the face of being scared or something you do that's scary to you. But I was thinking that bravery is so subjective because, like, if someone says to you, oh, it's, you know, it's it's brave to walk away from that relationship or it's brave to do something, I, I don't know if that that's like, is that brave or is it necessary? And if it's, is it like, or if someone's like, oh, you know, you're brave to wear, wear that outfit or brave to do this or that, um, it's sort of, based on different people's opinion of it and what to them they find scary and they see as brave someone else sees as sort of just like another day sort of just doing their own thing so I think I would define it as something you know you do in the face of fear or uh as an act like of courage yeah I think that's that's how I would define it yeah and have you thought about moments in your life in in which you have been brave that you want to share with yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not very brave, I don't think. <laughs> I, I, but I, I listened to a couple of the other podcasts, and, and like a lot of people don't seem to think they're very brave. But <laughs> once they start, they're like, oh yeah, actually, maybe that. Like I went up to my mom and I was like, mum, what have I done that's brave? <laughs> like I was like, <laughs> I, I had to ask my mom and my sister. But then they were like, oh, this and this and this, and I was like, um, I don't know, like if those things were necessarily brave. Or if they were just something I kind of did because there was no choice left but to do them. Yeah. So I think in answer to your question, I don't think I am brave. And I'm going to explain. But basically, I'm quite a safe person. Like, I don't really take too many risks. I can get quite anxious. I've suffered from depression in the past. So I think I've, in my head, put myself... Or I've decided... Not decided, but I sort of take things sort of very slowly and think them out, plan them, take them step by step. So by the time I've done the the thing, it sort of doesn't feel like an act of bravery. It just sort of feels like, oh, this is the next step and I'm not scared of it now because I've done all that preparation for it. Yeah. And my sister was like, well, you know, that's that's brave. So an example would is is doing stand-up. Um, as I said, I suffered from depression. I have anxiety. Um, when I was younger, I was very shy, very self-conscious. Um, like if you had told like 15 to 25 year old me that you're going to be doing stand-up comedy I would like literally no one in my life would have believed it and I wouldn't have believed it at all because I mean that sounds terrifying and like I would have said that's such a brave thing but the the way it sort of came into being for me is that I it was just sort of like a step-by-step thing that just sort of ended up with me being on stage so I mean I went to watch loads I was watching loads of comedy and then I I started watching I started enjoying watching works in progress by established comedians Mm -hmm. and seeing them because I mean at first I was only seeing like stand-up specials so the very curated very edited put together you know um, and then started seeing live shows but but sort of like tours so still very honed you know, yeah. material. And then when I started watching works in progress of sort of like big acts that I'd, I'd really admired, I, you know, you see them fail, you see a joke not land and you see them die and no one laugh. And they just sort of like, it didn't phase them. So I was just sort of like, oh my God, I want that. I want that skill because I mean, one little bad thing would happen to me and I would be like, oh my God, that's it. I need to, you know, not go out for a week and cry. So I was like, I just, I kind of started just wanting that skill 
to be able to just keep going in the face of an absolute blatant fail. Yeah. And um, then I started asking people's advice of, of, you know, how would I start like being, well, how can I do that, what you're doing? And a lot of people said, you know, try a stand-up comedy course, you know, at least, you know, meet people who like it as well and, you know, just sort of see what it feels like. And so I did that. Um, I did the Logan Murray course um, and that was amazing. And I met some amazing people. And it was just nice because, like, it was it was more like a drama school kind of vibe. And we were just sort of, like, learning how to put a joke together and how to write and be silly and just sort of, like, in that safe space. And then the you do, like, a little gig at the end of the week or the end of the few weeks that you do it. And that's, like, sort of the safest kind of gig environment yeah. where it's just you and the people there and, and their friends and family. And I just thought, and then I did that and I was like, okay, that's not that bad. And then it was, then it was like, um, we had a writing circle, me and a couple of the people I met on, on that course. And then I did a gig, uh, sort of with a couple of them. And then it was sort of like naturally, by the time it got to me doing my first open mic, actual open mic gig in a place in London, like actual, um, audience and people there, it was just with people I didn't know and people who weren't going to like show me any mercy, (laughs) to be honest. It wasn't, it wasn't something that felt brave at that point. It just felt like, uh, I was prepared for it. So there was no fear. And then after that, and then no one laughed. I mean, no one <laughs> laughed at all. Everyone just looked at me with a sort of polite smile, like, oh, okay, you're trying this. <laughs> and I was like, well, that's the worst that's happened. You know what I mean? And I was so yeah. hopped up on adrenaline from just doing it and just so excited that I'd just done it. that the fact that no one laughed didn't like, um... I didn't care at all. And then after that, that was just, then it was just the next gig and it was just gig and gig and gig. And then on my ninth gig, I did the first round of the funny women competition. Um, (laughs) And so I was like, oh, I applied with a video of my fourth gig and I got through and I was like, well, oh my God, I'm probably like some prodigy, like amazing, like, 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 um, someone who's just gonna like become a star overnight <laughs> and I got to the I got I think it was Hoxton Hall yeah I got backstage and um wow we've done Hoxton Hall on your ninth gig right well like well this a is a huge th- venue this is the thing I got there and I was like um this is huge like there's a lot of people gonna be in here there's a lot of, a lot of seats and then sort of like one by one um I was like there first because I was so keen and so I was like backstage and then Tanya Moore shows up and she's hosting it because she's like won it last the year before. So I was like, oh, okay, well, that's a little bit terrifying. And then like Issa Bonacera turned up, like Mary O'Connell, Erin Tet, Shelf. So these are people I'd already all, I'd seen all these people like gigs. So I was like, I am way out of my depth. Like, I was like, this is ridiculous. I am not like good enough for this. I'm not the standard at all. And I was like, okay, so maybe that is like, that's probably the bravest thing I did. Because in that moment, I was like, this is definitely the end of the line for me (laughs) in terms of this competition. But I was like, well, you're here now. You have to do it. You can't just walk. You can't just run away. So, I mean, I did it. I got maybe one or two laughs. But I was like, well, that's, you know, I did that. And then after that, like, literally no other gigs seemed terrifying. So I think that's maybe the bravest thing I've done is not run away from them. (laughs) backstage at the funny women. I'm glad you gig. didn't because uh, you yeah. are very funny. And but do you know what? You actually, were very and then, funny at that gig. Uh, well, I, I didn't feel like I was and I, I watched the video back and I, I mean, I came out on stage and like the whole second row was my family or people I knew and I all I could see was their faces and I was like, oh my God, this is terrifying. <laughs> like, don't look at them. And, and I think, I don't know if you found this, but when people you know come to see you for the first time, like they don't necessarily laugh because they're sort of a bit sort of like, they're just watching yeah. you and with a big smile on their face. They're obviously proud, but you're like, I'm like, please laugh, like make more noise. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I must have been okay because Kate Stone gave me the comedia gig yeah. for Funny Women, which was the highlight of last year for me. Because, I mean, the last time I was that comedia, I love that venue so much. I love the Brighton place. comedia. Oh God, I love that venue so much. I love Brighton in general. But the last time I was at comedia, I was walking out after the gig and I was just like, I don't care like where my stand-up journey takes me, but I just want to get a paid gig at Comedia. I want to like have said, like that is just like, that'll be amazing. And then she called me and I literally couldn't believe it. She was like, do you want to do 10 minutes? And you know, we'll pay you. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that's crazy. So 
that was a highlight. And to be honest, if like literally nothing else happens for me in stand up, that was just <laughs> that was so much fun. That gig, I loved it. So I think stand up, stand up comedy is the bravest thing I've done, and it's the it's the bravest. It's the thing that people tell me a lot. Oh, that's quite brave to do that. It's quite brave to do that. But I honestly don't feel like it. It was. It is brave because I I feel like I prepared myself so much for it that it didn't feel like. I put myself in a risky situation at any point. Yeah. I think it's very brave to perform in front of your family. Because <laughs> that's something I haven't done yet. Oh, I, really? My sister has seen me perform in Portugal because I've done one set uh, in Portugal and in Portuguese. And my sister went with me. Uh, but yeah, I haven't performed in that's front of crazy. my family. Oh my God, Mariana, whatever I put out online is in English. So yeah. like my oh, parents would speak English. Uh, they my parents don't really speak proper English do you think they, you do you think you will do you want to perform for them or are you trying to just avoid it as much as possible I don't know I told them they could go to the gig I did in Portugal they ended up not going because I wasn't very ecstatic about it either I guess <laughs> oh, no. so they thought oh, maybe yeah. we'll let you be yeah uh, yeah that's crazy I think you are so hilarious I talk a bit about sex and stuff like that and i'm not uh, sure okay, if i'd yeah. be super happy to have my parents you'd have to let that. them come to a set that was sort of like all right for them maybe yeah which i now have like the my worry set i think would be okay for them to like a pg to to. Yeah. yeah oh that's good well that that you, you should because you're so good yeah i love i Thank love you. watching you you're great ah now i'm really miss like i really miss it now i just want to like go to um what is that place in London Bridge where you, you used to do word muff? I love that venue. It's, uh, what's it called? Ah. That's the thing about stand-up comedy. You're not going to be able to go on until you... <laughs> You're, I, will, I, mean... I will forget it. Uh, it's a venue I've spent so much time in that it's... Uh, <laughs> but sure. You can cut this out, yeah. The Miller. The Miller. Oh, the Miller. The Miller, the Miller Pub, yes, Bridge. of course. There you go. <laughs> Your face. You were like, we're not going to be able to carry on with this until I remember. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, the Miller. That's another thing I love about stand-up is I've been to some random places in London. Like, I thought I knew London, but I, ha I had no idea. There were, I've been to, like, all sorts of basements. I went. <laughs> I did one gig, like, I think it was the beginning of this year, at the Shakespeare pub in the Barbican. Have you ever done that? Oh. And it's, like, downstairs. I think it's the Shakespeare pub. Maybe it might be something else. The Globe something, maybe it's called. And it's, like, downstairs. And it's, like, a big blue wall. And then the rest of it is sort of, like, very cavey. Oh, such a weird, yeah. such a weird a lot of, place. A lot of places are very cave. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it. It's like yeah, that's... That, that could be scary as well. <laughs> that is true, but I like I said, like I, I always check out a place first, but like in terms of architecture. But yeah, stand-up comedy, yeah, stand-up comedy is a difficult thing. I mean, I'm quite lucky that I haven't experienced any of the like, um, I mean, the, you know, being a woman in stand-up comedy haven't experienced any yeah. like harassment or any sort of like trouble like that um but it's been hard watching people come out with their stories this year and I'm, I feel like I'm really lucky that I haven't see seen that or I don't know if, if I'm being naive and I haven't like just I haven't seen it and it's happening around me but I haven't seen it but I mean I think as women maybe I was thinking this the other day that we sort of like sort of blank out when stuff like that's happening even. So like, if you really think about it, you're like, oh yeah, that wasn't that great an experience. And that was kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm not sure if I haven't experienced it off my, again, my brain is like, yeah, you didn't see anything. Don't worry about it. You're fine. Nothing happened. I feel that a little bit as well. Uh, Cause I feel like sometimes you just want to keep going. So you're just like, yeah, yeah. that's nothing. Yeah, that's I'm true. not going to engage with that. Cause I just want to like. You don't want to dirty this sort of like, like stand-up comedy is like this beautiful, wonderful thing that I've discovered, and I, I think it's hard to sort of accept that it's so, so terrible sometimes for some people. So yeah, that's yeah. Quite but there's there's a lot of like good, good and safe places. I feel oh for still, sure yeah uh, around. So yeah, oh definitely. There's some really great gigs, really great gigs that um are safe places, and there's a lot of, I find that there's a lot of support with female comedians and I find them really nice to be around the sort of I've never received that kind of support um from I mean from my friends sure but I've never seen that kind of support amongst women like in any other industry it's really yeah. nice 
it is nice and i guess you're right like i i have had a past in science and i don't think there was like any sort of even though there are like women in stem stuff mm. it's not quite the same yeah sort of like supportive environment yeah is there anything else your mom or your sister told you you have been brave <laughs> at? um well like i think that uh i think that i've they did and they're they're difficult things to talk about because they sort of involve other people but it's loosely like to do with uh walking away from relationships that aren't meant for you or relationships where you know you don't serve each other anymore and I think that I think that's quite a brave thing to do well this is the thing though they, they think it's brave but at the time I just thought you know this is just necessary you know when sort of letting go of people that you love because you are sort of not necessarily bringing out the worst in each other but you're not bringing out the best in each other mm -hmm. um I think that's quite hard that's one of the things I've done that's hard as well in my life but I'm not sure I know how to go into more detail about it um yeah those you kinds of to. things without yeah I don't know saying the wrong thing because they're, they're emotional things but Yeah, I think they said, well, I mean, I've, I've been involved in other brave acts. So my mum, <laughs> I grew up in Kenya. Uh, my mum moved us, my, my sister and he, my sister and I here to, to England when I was nine and she was seven, which, and she had nothing. And it took her a while to sort of like get her citizenship and be able to work. And, um, she, and she's been, she's, my mum's been really brave. Um, she's someone who I think she could she could reel off a list of things that she's done that's brave um so I think that that's like a brave act I was involved in but it wasn't my decision I think there's like a lot of little brave things that you can do I think as someone suff who suffers from depression and anxiety and I I do have like a lot of like social anxiety so I think that like little things like going out when I'm a bit anxious and and things like that like I I think I've got I'm quite proud of the like hold that I um the sort of not hold but the sort of peace that I've made with my mental health like I've done a I've done a lot of work on it and I think that um I'm at a really good place with it now again like in preparation and for not take not taking risks I've sort of done a lot of work on myself so I think that yeah little little acts of bravery every day but um I think in general I think if I had to choose one thing, I would say the stand-up comedy because it is something that is something I love so much that sort of I would continue doing in the face of anything that was sort of scary. So, um, yeah, that's my that's my brave thing. What's your brave thing? Oh, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, as as you, I feel like most of the times people tell me I'm brave, I I don't think I have been brave, or I think it's just something. Do you think that's a theme? Do you think that's a, a like a a woman thing i don't know is that like i don't, I don't know, know. that's such a generalization i don't know if it, uh, <laughs> the, the the truth is that i've recorded so far two episodes with men so i'm not sure <laughs> if uh, in terms of the confidence yeah that's sorry that's true that's such, an, that's such a generalization i'm so quick to be like is it because we're women <laughs> that's like that's like the brave thing the bravest thing i've done be born a woman <laughs> for sure which is um, out for of the your periods control. alone <laughs> oh yeah. yeah well i don't know at the moment i'm like the world is such a, is such a crazy like place i'm like allowing myself to believe this is a simulation and this was a choice <laughs> i'm like well you might as well believe it's a simulation now i mean uh, someone is pressing okay. the wrong buttons <laughs> someone's having a great time someone's having a great time with whatever season we're on of this yeah. <laughs> weird show but yeah but what I do have like um no problem admitting is that I've made an effort because I as, as you were describing yourself and I was thinking uh, you could be describing me uh, I was very shy if someone had told me between 15 and 25 that I would be doing stand-up comedy and I'm like Ah, I'm not even funny. Why would I be doing stand-up comedy? <laughs> um, That's but maybe around 30, I guess, 29, 30, I started doing stuff that were would put me out of my comfort zone just because I thought, I don't know, maybe I was bored. And I started yeah. started enjoying some of those things. I also have like a lot of social social 
social anxiety that's the <laughs> the expression uh so yeah like going to places i haven't been before to meet people i have yeah. not met before was always really hard for me and it's not it hasn't stopped being hard but <laughs> it's something that now i can uh, more easily deal with that's so cool I, that's i meet having met you and having seen all the things you've done and sort of um your setup and everything it's hard to believe but I mean I I mean it is believable because I've experienced it but it's um that's amazing that's great that's so cool the next question is whether you have ever not done something because of lack of bravery or fear have I ever not done something oh yeah loads okay <laughs> I don't think you have enough time for how much oh my god what can I tell you like literally everything's been in a relationship like um been in a relationship yeah I think I've I think that's I think that's a big thing I'm like a I've been single most of my life I think I, I, I was I've dated a few people but not for very long and I was I was in one very short relationship so I avoid relationships because they scare me and because I already have I feel my own anxiety to deal with that sort of introducing someone else into the situation it's sort of a variable I can't control. Yeah. So I think that's something that I... I'm aware of it. It's so funny. The other day I, like, downloaded... Uh, uh, I installed and uninstalled Tinder in seven <laughs> minutes, which is, like... It was like a roller coaster of emotions from, like, literally minute to minute. I was like, I want to do this. I can do this. And then it was like, oh, God. By the end of it, I was like, what am I doing? I do yeah. feel like online dating apps are uh, a source of anxiety that's oh, for unnecessary. Sure. 100%. And I'm an, I'm an asshole. I'm an absolute asshole on, so, on, like, <laughs> on those apps because, I mean, I'm, I, I, I don't even, like, who do I think I am on those apps? I'm like, no, no, like, who do you think you are? Like, you can't date me. And the truth is, in real life, I, I fancy everyone. Like, I would fancy a houseplant if you put a nice hat on it basically so I don't it's just not a realistic it's not realistic for me like everyone I've ever sort of had a crush on or dated if you if they if you showed me their profile on a dating app I would have been like absolutely not yeah so I think a, a dating apps oh my god even just thinking about it now just gives me so much anxiety <laughs> but yeah oh no but it's so funny because I get to moments where I'm like, yeah, I can do this. I'm taking care of some plants so I can put a hat on one of them. And my uh, friend's nice, been away yeah. for a while. So I have some plants <laughs> I can introduce you to. Oh, I'm so, I'm, you know, what? I'm kind of up for it because I would actually love to see your plants and you. We should hang out. We should hang out. <laughs> yeah, you should come to, to spend a day in London if they let you. <laughs> yeah, well, let's see. But for sure, definitely. What, what, do you, what would you do? Do people, I don't know, do, on podcasts, like, do you ask questions? Yeah, you can ask what me questions. What did you do that wasn't brave? Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I feel like I, I don't do stuff like, all the time. I feel like I'm at an interview. So I'm like, do I get to ask you questions? I, I see this podcast as more like a, of a conversation. So it's not okay, good, so okay, much an interview. Sorry. It's more a conversation. And we're like 40 minutes in. And I'm like, already, I'm only asking this question now. <laughs> Yeah, um, I feel like I don't what, do... What do you feel? I feel like I don't do things all the time because I'm afraid. And things like uh, cycling, uh, which is something I've brought up many times before on this podcast. Me I've learned too. how to cycle two years ago. Oh, well done. And I'm really afraid to, to cycle. And the other day I went, uh, like my friend's a firefighter, and I went down the um, East Station pole. The firefighting pole. Amazing. And it was so hard. Yeah. I was so afraid to do it. <laughs> so afraid. And like I had oh went God. with two other friends that were, yay, this is so easy. And I'm like, this is so scary. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, but oh yeah, God. it was. I was so afraid to do that it. That's terrifying. But it's not like after I've that... done it, it's not that hard. But it looks really hard because yeah. you have to take both of your your feet off the ground <laughs> to go down a pole <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that sounds like fun actually I think I would try something like that although I'm with you on the cycling thing I have not gotten on a bike in decades that I, I just scares me I have really short legs so I just <laughs> I don't understand how I'm gonna like stop myself 
and like jump off. Or maybe I had an experience when I was a kid. And this is something I do all the time when I something scares me. I'm like, maybe something happened when I was a kid and I had like a, what do you, you know, I don't even know how to explain it. When you like, well, you have like some, when something scares you, yeah. like trauma. Yeah, from you it. have some sort of trauma. I, I <laughs> ask myself that all the time because I'm so scared of doing so many things that I wonder uh, if like something huge happened in my life. And I think it hasn't because... I know. So, I think my parents will have told me, but who knows? Yeah. No, but I. Yeah. I don't know. I just like, and I. I know this has been a really hor- horrendous time for the whole world, but I've kind of really, I kind of really needed time to do nothing with no pressure to do to to do anything. And I think like it. I was tr- I was about to. St- I was doing a lot of stand up, and I was getting really really tired. So it was kind of like. Kind of like you have to stop and you have to take a moment and you have to just do nothing and there's no pressure to do anything. Just yeah. you know, no one can do anything. So that's social pressure for like getting stuff done and getting this and like, and I think there is a pressure to be brave and to do things that scare you and that's seen as a good thing and taking risks and like being cautious or scared is seen as a bad thing. And I kind of enjoyed the kind of time off from like the life plan yeah i get that and i i I also like think the same about like yeah uh, i think part of part of how why i'm scared and part of the reason why i don't don't do some things like when i started cycling i was really embarrassed about like training in like my state has like a little inside garden just for the the buildings around and i was really embarrassed of just badly cycle around my indoor <laughs> my garden where the kids from the building hang out who all cycle and know how to cycle yeah. since they were like really small and I'm like kids the kids will mock me an adult trying to cycle and not being able to <laughs> did they uh, no <laughs> well <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> that would have just been cruel I mean oh you know that would have been cruel but yeah I know a couple of people who like come to cycling later in life I mean every time I see people at London do it I'm just like wow that's brave yeah that is brave <laughs> because I mean walking in London terrifies me and um I mean driving in London is just something I avoid at all costs it took me ages to learn how to drive and I failed my test like three times because driving scared me a lot I love driving and I was uh, very good at driving from the start according to my uh, like the the guy who taught me how to drive and he did tell my father that I had a heavy foot which I don't know (laughs) if it's an expression you use here but just means that I was very fast Uh, yeah yeah which, like, I don't know, I, I didn't, I always uh, kept to the speed limit, especially in driving classes, uh, but sure, I yeah. don't know, heavy foot. <laughs> uh, but I also failed my first exam. Uh, there's, like, a, a very, uh, ex- exams in Portugal are done by private, not all of them, but in my, like, in, the, in my city, they're done by a private um, organization that does the exams, so they sometimes pressure people to pay to pass oh right oh yeah that's the same in Kenya my mom I think my mom was like my mom was telling me about her her driving test and um like she was like yeah what you did was you got in the car with the driver and you drove around the corner and gave them some money and drove back like that was the test (laughs) I think that was my mom who told me that I don't know my memory is (laughs) atrocious I have to say that was one thing that scared like maybe scared me a bit about doing stand-up is like having to remember loads of stuff Did you manage not write to? It on your hand <laughs> well yeah I know I mean one time I just my brain just went completely blank in the middle of a set and I was like oh god I've never experienced this before but I literally can't even think of how to form a sentence and I was like, I'm going to have to walk off stage. I'm going to have to be like, I can't do this. I'm sorry. And it was going really well. So there was no reason for it. I think I just had a really, really awful day. Yeah. And the stress got to me in the, in the moment in between my set. So I was just like, yeah, what else can I tell you? Um, and then I think, you know, when you, you've done a set so many times, it's like dancers have this where it's sort of like muscle memory. Yeah. That your body just starts doing it. And I think I, I think my body just did that because I was just I just went on and I was like, oh, OK, I'm talking <laughs> fine. It's fine. <laughs> when I looked at the video, I was like, oh, yeah, it doesn't look like anything happened. But 
in my head. That's great, because like once you experience that, you you know you can do it, even like if you're yeah, not thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, that's another thing. It takes it takes the anxiety of it away. So when bad things, and this is another thing I've learned with my um my journey of like my mental health is that when things like I'm quite good at, at like rationalizing, like oh it'll be fine. Like if something bad happens, it will be fine. And once you've experienced something, it's it doesn't scare me after that. So. Although, I don't know if that's true, to be honest. Because <laughs> I'm still scared. I'm still scared a lot about a lot of things. But yeah, I think I think what I said before, relationships, I think that's something I'm scared of because I don't know why. That's another they journey that I have to deal with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also have, like, I haven't had many relationships. And, like, part of me, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like... Uh, <laughs> and I, I haven't even had bad experiences with them. I just think... I just... I'm scared. I'm a scared cat. That's what it is. I don't know. I felt like for a long time I didn't... Um, I didn't even, like, love people in that way. Because uh, I felt like Same. if I did and it ended, I'd, like, be really sad. And maybe I wouldn't... Right. And nothing bad happened. That... My parents are still together. There's nothing, like... There's no experience in my life that will make me think that that will be something that will happen that is the same as me i'm literally like i'm i'm not sure i'm just sort of like very i'm constantly just very aware of what's happening and just being like well this could happen and then this could happen i think it's just overthinking isn't it it's just like yeah i think that's like probably yeah. part of anxiety and stuff like that i guess uh overthinkers yeah. uh is there anything not coming sure. up in your life for which you think you will have to be brave <laughs> Um, I think I'm going to have to, I don't think so. I mean, I'm going to meet my cousin for dinner tomorrow and I feel like <laughs> I have to be brave for that, <laughs> which is weird because like that was my favorite thing to do is just go out for a nice dinner, just get a little bit dressed up and go and have some nice food. Whereas like now it's sort of like, do I have my mask? Do I have to like, oh, so many things to like, think. that's why I'm like, I can't, I'm like you, I can't do, I can't bring myself to do a gig yet because it's already a lot of things to think about like and remember that doing it during this time you have like that extra layer of things to worry about but yeah I don't think there's I don't think seriously there's anything coming up that I'm gonna have to oh there is probably I'm gonna have to buy a house at some point so that's terrifying mm. um so I, so I live with my mum at the moment and um very luckily and I'm so I'm so grateful to her she's an angel so I, I've I've saved I've been saving for a while so I'm going to be buying a house or a flat or what? I mean, I don't know, like a square foot of land where I can afford it. I, don't, I literally have no idea. So I'm going to have to do that soon. And I don't, I might, yeah, I'm a little bit scared, but I'm, I'm very lucky to have my mum and um, family members around me who are like, especially like in my culture, just like ready to help and like their opinions, like do pretty much do everything for you because yeah. they sort of like being in your business in the nicest way possible um <laughs> and which I, I mean I love it because as a scared person I'm like yes you can do this for me if you want but yeah I think that's something I'm gonna have to face in the in the near future so because that was on the plan that was the plan for this year yeah. is um you know investing in something or, or like doing something with the money I've saved um so that's taking a back seat. So that's going to yeah. have to happen. Also, apparently, I've I've been hearing that uh, housing market will crash, so you'll probably be able to buy something for less money. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I mean, I don't want to like benefit off a bad thing, but sure, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're How the first you? person who has told me that they are uh, planning to buy a house and they've been planning to buy a house that in the face of these uh, actually all the other there's two people that are planning to buy houses and both of them <laughs> were the ones that told me it's great because the housing market will crash so i will benefit so you're the first person who hasn't gone into that route and that makes me like you more <laughs> <laughs> oh god yeah i don't know but the do what the thing is i'm such a scaredy cat i'll probably put it off for another year few years but we'll see i don't know i literally have no idea i'm at such a crossroads and i don't think I think having started the stand-up and like I've never found something I love doing as much and I I find really easy to do um not easy but it comes more there's more motivation mm -hmm. for it I think with everything else I've done before it sort of was like oh okay yeah I get up do this you know 
get to work. Whereas like this, I'm like up at the crack of dawn, just like I have this like this notepad by my bed, like literally keep turning on the light in the middle of the, the night and just being like, <laughs> and then I wake up and be like, <laughs> we're in here post comedy content question mark people could hate it and it's just sort of like what I don't even know what that is like intro music oh yeah intro music I love your intro music for your oh. podcast thank you thank you to Champagne did you do that yourself yeah, that's uh, really cool my friend Champagne wrote it for me so yeah that is a, that's a that's a really cool like little yeah. tune that's the only thing that's of this podcast <laughs> that I, I haven't my, done myself my I've notes. done like my logo and I edit the podcast I love and it. all of that yeah. so the, music the branding and all it's is great the only thing that I've asked for help because even though I've studied like I had musical education for like what uh 12 years I couldn't yeah, bring I myself to to write anything <laughs> <laughs> what instruments do you play that's really cool I play the piano and then I, I play I, to... I, I practice capoeira so I also pre- play like percussion instruments within the martial art uh I think I, I think I knew that uh, have you talked about that in your sets no uh, I don't think so I don't know maybe I sometimes oh, okay. I don't know. I knew, try I, things I, I knew, that I, I then forgot oh I knew you'd studied music <laughs> I knew you were musical or had studied music mm-hmm. But um, I took um, drum lessons for like two years and I'm really bad at it. But <laughs> that's my one. Uh, I think I used to be good at the piano, like classical uh, music and stuff. But now I, I couldn't because uh, you really do need to practice a lot and to keep yeah, at it. So. For yeah, for sure. Yeah. Now, whenever I go home and the piano is at my parents, I play the same song I've been playing ever since I stopped because <laughs> <laughs> it's the only thing I can do it's sad after 12 years of like playing but, something I mean, very I, I, I learned French for 10 years and I literally couldn't say anything so I mean it's just I'm not a big deal don't worry about it yeah. um what are you are you is anything coming up for you that you're you're scared of doing or might have to be I don't know because right now everything kind of stopped so it's weird but I was considering attempting to get a visa and move to New York uh, but that's not happening anytime soon because Trump closed the the borders and no one can get a visa now Um, it was already difficult it's more difficult now Uh, I also like a tiny bit worried about the UK and Brexit but there's nothing yeah. I can be brave about in that circumstance. I just have to just go with the flow and see what happens. Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, I don't think anyone knows what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, think no one, I no think... one, literally no one, not even... Even the people I don't, yeah. people who wanted it don't yeah. even know. <laughs> it's like, so what is this thing you wanted? Can you explain? I'm like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, everything but is I, I love the scary. idea of New York. New York's great. I can see you in New York. I love New York. I go to New York regularly and I've now real liked we're middle of October. I think the last time I was in New York was this time last year. Have you gigged there? Yeah. Oh, amazing. What's it like? What are the crowds like? I've done like really small open mics and like indie open mics and the crowds are were support small and supportive. But it's different there. Uh, here, I think everyone goes with five minutes. They have five minutes prepared and that's the five minutes they do. It's very uncommon to see someone come with like a notebook and just try try jokes or ideas or like flimsy ideas they got on the tube on the way there. In New York, that's what I've seen in open mics is people, this happened today, so mm-hmm. I'm going to, I thought this was amusing, so I'm going to try and say something interesting about it. And yeah. since since I have gig there, I've tried to do that more here. It depends on the, like I have gigs I do that at, and gigs I try five minutes of material that I have prepared better. Hmm. That's um that's something that I think I I want to try doing as well because I I've literally just done scripts every time and done word for word. Yeah. And so you you asked me earlier if I'd done any online gigs, and I've done three. And the last one I did was on Friday, and. I just had a bunch of notes and then I just sort of kind of went a bit like a bit more freestyle and it was funnier because I think your emotion comes back into it yeah because you are explaining yourself sort of for the first time rather than sort of for me saying a script that by the like it's hard it's like a doubly hard work because you're trying to remember the emotion that you had when you wrote it as well so I think it's something that I need to start doing a bit more because I think that's I'm funnier when like the biggest laughs, I, laughs I've ever had 
at gigs are when I've just sort of done a little added comment in the moment and yeah. um every time I try to recreate them it's never the same but yeah I think that's it's such a skill though it's the two things right you have to be able to capture that emotion that that way you've said something that made yeah. it funnier and then recreate it every time but also know what are the exactly. emotions that you rely on when you're just going off script there right, uh, there will yeah, be emotions exactly. that you keep coming to and that are your thing mm. and I'm saying this like as someone who doesn't know anything but I feel like that's the uh, oh, you do you do for sure you know loads you know lo you know loads you, you know loads you know oh my god I literally can't speak anymore you know more than you think you do for sure how long have you been gigging you've been doing it a while right uh stand up I guess two years again there's a year that has uh, gone away from my life uh yeah so probably and then you'd, three you'd years improv now, as well right i've been doing improv for five or six years and i've done Amazing. like character sketches before i started doing stand-up yeah improv is improv is tough i tried it once or twice and i'm not very good at it at all so that is something that i think that i would like to try get better at it's also le less What's the word? Uh, I don't know. It's like, uh, yeah, I think stand-up is better uh, for uh, many reasons uh, <laughs> yeah. that I'm not going to go into now. But yeah, do, if, do, stay stick to stand-up. Try improv okay, if you want for play. fun, but don't think... Oh yeah, I'm not going to do it. No, I'm not going to do it long-term. No, I'm not very good at it at all. I'm not, good, I'm not a good actor. So I kind of like... And then when I don't convince myself, I'm like, oh... Then I just yeah. start overthinking and then that's not what you're supposed to do in improv. You're just supposed to like be in the moment and I just can't. <laughs> yeah, and, but, yeah, and sort of can't. like uh, do have like a suspension of disbelief in yourself because what you're right yeah. when you start questioning <laughs> that eh, this doesn't sound real. Yes, I edit myself in my head yeah. too much. We are almost at the end. There's one question left and you yeah, sort of right. answered one person already, but... Uh, there will probably be more. Uh, who is someone, real or fictional, a public figure or someone just from your life that you will have as an example of bravery? Um, my mum. Yes. Oh, for sure. Um, my mum, for sure, because she has had an extraordinary life. And my mum, yeah, my people in my family, for sure. My grandfather um, was uh, in India during the partition, in Pakistan during the partition. And family members on both sides moved to Kenya to start a new life so I feel like there's a lot of bravery in my family but my mum for sure so my my father passed away when I was four he was um killed during a robbery in his shop in Kenya in Nairobi and my mum was 29 when that happened and she had me and my sister I was just about to turn four and my sister was two and a few months before that her father had died as well so I mean I don't know what you were like when you were 29, but I certainly would not have been able to handle that at all. I mean, I talk about like very, like things, things that I think are brave. It's just sort of like she would sort of, I mean, she, that's just a crazy situation to be in. I just don't think I would have been able to. And and at the time she, we were living with my um, in-laws. So she was living in a house with, my uncle and his family and my grandparents, my, my father's yeah. family. And so, and my, and her mum was in England with her my mum's brother and sister. So she, I mean, she had a lot of her family around her, but she was, yeah, she was sort of in a situation, I think that was really tough. Um, and I think if something happened like that to me, I would need my mum right away. But um, she, yeah, she sort of got through it and... Yeah, so she was living with her in-laws and then uh, it was about five years before she was able to come and, you know, be in the UK with her mum. And I mean, I, we were still really lucky to be living with my, my, um, my dad's family because even though I lost a parent when I was very young, I've always been in a household with, you know, more than one sort of grown-up authority figure. Um, and a male authority figure as well or not male authority figure but just sort of like a, a, a so you can sort of see this is what different people can be like as grown-ups I think that's really healthy for kids and um and then when we moved here um we were living with my gran and my uncle and then she sort of started again from scratch with nothing and she had I think a degree in business 
and then she, when she moved here, she started working in IT. Um, or she had to wait a little while, and then she started working in IT. And she literally started from a secretary, and now she's sort of like really high up. So she that's very brave. And she sort of she her the way she handles situations. We joke that this is the reason why I haven't moved out yet is because she's literally like my guru. Like she, I'll go to her every day, and she'll sort of give me like an inspiring pep talk. <laughs> and um, like she's fascinating and she's so interesting and she's done um she's very spiritual she's very philosophical so she always says like the, the wisest thing like everyone who meets her is sort of feels very zen and serene after they come away from her so she's I think seeing her is in, has inspired me to try and be brave in the areas that I have have tried to because she's always sort of of the mindset that like no matter what you prepare for like she was very good growing up she did all the right things she felt like she was a, she listened to her parents and she never she she studied really hard and just sort of played by the rules and then life threw a massive you know a few curveballs at her in one go and so after that she was just sort of just do whatever you want because you know, life is going to happen anyway so you might as well try to do the things that keep you as happy as possible in the moment so that's that's someone who I think is personally is the bravest person to me <laughs> but there are lots and I think that's great advice to just do what makes you happy in the moment because even like planning to be happy doesn't work <laughs> no that is a surefire way to be unhappy <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah it's just about like I think it's about sort of checking in with your body as well because our minds tend to think they're running the show you know, with their overthinking, with their, like, what society's put there, what we've put there, you know, and we forget that our bodies have been around for longer than, you know, the wisdom in our cells is, like, greater than we could possibly fathom. So yeah. I try, like, everything I do now for my mental health involves quieting, quietening my mind and sort of shutting off that overthinking negativity in an effort to reconnect with the body and trust it and, and sort of strengthen that relationship where by you can feel that you need what you know you can give it what it needs so if it's tired you know you force yourself to get some rest or you make yourself stop for a bit because I I don't function too well when I'm sort of like overthinking or I've like let my body I've ignored my body and what it needs and um so I I sort of have to I have to look after it in that sense and like feed it well and like exercise and spend a lot of time doing things that sort of like give it what it needs because my brain thinks like what my my brain has got me into nothing other than sort of stressful situations so I'm not listening to it anymore I'm just following what my body needs from now on and my body enjoys laughing a lot stand up comedy is the best thing in the world like I remember I had like my heart was broken and I'd taken off the, the day off work and I was just sitting on my couch watching live at the Apollo or something and I think it was like Sarah Pascoe was on and I knew I loved Sarah um I knew I loved stand-up comedy I knew I loved Sarah <laughs> I knew I loved stand-up comedy but I think that day I was sort of I felt like I should have been in so much more pain But because I was watching stand-up comedy, I was like, oh, they're looking, they're talking about stressful things and upsetting yeah. things, but they're laughing about it. Or they're, they're showing us how you can laugh at it. And I think that's when my obsession with it bega began, because I was just sort of like, all they're doing is they're, they're telling the story from a different angle. Yeah. And that's like, I was like, I want that. I want more of that. So I was just, then I just started watching a lot. Yeah, it definitely helps to try and look at things through an angle of fun rather than the... for sure yeah for sure and I think that's like doing stand-up comedy as well like writing comedy I, I do look at life completely differently now because I'm every time something happens I'm like how can I turn this into a tweet yeah. rather than what I used to do when I was younger which is just like shut down and yeah. sort of take a hundred steps back yeah but I feel like even even because I am very negative my thoughts are usually negative but even taking your negative thought and realizing that it is something your brain is doing it's making it negative and using that yeah. in your comedy i think is yeah cool for sure as well. oh absolutely for sure so you can you can take what is your faulty brain and <laughs> make yeah. it work for you exactly and that is i think for me especially i can't speak to it for other people but just sort of like the, the only way i know how to handle it and manage it is to manage it <laughs> <laughs> with all the different things I've learned that help. 
And yeah. stand-up comedy is definitely one. Also cleaning. Oh my god, I love cleaning. <laughs> it's my favourite thing to do. My mum bought my mum the, the our Hoover broke like a few weeks ago. And my mum was like looking up new ones and oh my god, Hoovers are just the one she bought is just incredible. Like I wouldn't be able to afford it. So I was just like when I was like, it's so light. And like I'm a really clean person, right? But when I hoovered my room with this thing, I was like, this is so good. Like so much dirt came up. I was like, I am disgusting. <laughs> but I was just so excited at how good this hoover was. So yeah, I love cleaning. I think it's like something that really calms me. Like having my space be exactly right, kind of like it feels like I'm like cleaning up my brain. Sure. I should take that that approach to to my cleaning. Maybe I'd clean more <laughs> or tidy. I cl I'm clean, but the the mess. Well, no. Is... I mean, don't do it if it stresses you out. I think that's the point. That's the thing. It's like do the things that like if like chilling out and not doing it, it makes you happy. Then do that. I mean, I would love to be. I would love for that to be the case. I would be so. <laughs> I would be doing that all the time instead, for sure. Just chilling, paying a cleaner for my room. <laughs> In my mom's house. <laughs> Good times. This was a lot of fun. We're at the end of the podcast. Oh my God. The, last, the last, last thing I'll ask you is if you have any plugs. If I have any plugs. Oh, my God. Yeah. No, I'm just... Well, um, yeah, I mean, follow me on social media. That would be great. Um, and then you... Uh, I mean, you can hear about the things that I'm going to try and be brave about doing. Hopefully stand up. So my handle is Saven Comedy. So S-A-V-E-N Comedy. And yeah, I don't, I mean, everything's on there, to be honest. So that's my only plug. You do also you have any... do like great illustrations. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's like my fun thing to do in my spare time. So I'm a graphic designer for money. <laughs> but um, I like to draw um, illustrations of, I have, someone was like, the other day I posted a picture I'd drawn a, a, um, a male figure. And someone was like, oh, this is the first male figure I've seen you do. And I was like, oh, yeah, I just prefer drawing women's faces. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, like, obsessed with women's faces. Like, I think uh, it's something to do with... I love fashion and fashion photography, like the female form. And I've just always... I love putting makeup on. I love watching people put makeup on. And I don't know. I just... I like drawing women's yeah. faces. That calms me down. <laughs> Looking at beautiful women's faces. What can I say? Yeah, I think like that. There's worse things. Uh, oh yeah, looking for sure. at beautiful women's faces is for sure something oh, great just to women's, do with your time. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there's my my design Instagram as well. If you want to check that out, that's Save and Design. My sister has an amazing podcast, and she just started it, but she's already collected a lot of stories. So she is collecting stories from the British Empire personal stories so she's asked um some of her friends she's uh doing i think a couple on our gr grandfather who as i said you know um uh, experienced the partition so just stories from people across the globe uh on on you know no judgment just stories personal stories from everyone no matter what your experience of it i'm very short so each each podcast is like five to seven minutes and um she edits them beautifully And she has a really, she has a really soothing, amazing voice. Like I, every time I listen to them, I was quite, I'm always like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, she's amazing. She's, yeah, she's, I talk, I actually talk about her a lot in my stand-up. She is, um, she's the golden child of the family. <laughs> she's done a lot of amazing <laughs> things in her life. And she's really nice. You can't hate her for it. So that's annoying. But um, yeah, the podcast is great. It's called Podcards. Uh, from the colonies, podcasts from the colonies, and it's available everywhere that you can get podcasts from. So there's like a few episodes on, and if if anyone has any stories that they would like to contribute as well, she's on Instagram as at podcasts, and I think on Twitter as podcasts from. But I have it on my Twitter as well, so I can always. And I'll add it to like the notes, the the episode notes oh my God. as well. So I'm so glad that there. you told me to do that because I would have not forgiven myself. <laughs> I I truly enjoy I mean, it, it's... and I I think it's a a great idea, and I yeah. truly enjoy it, and I like because I listen to a lot of podcasts, and most of them are long yeah. podcasts and yeah. I love it but yeah, I also it. love that there's like a, f a five Quick, to seven things. minute uh, podcast that's that has so much to it as well yeah so I think it's great there I mean she did one um the, I mean every time I listen to them I just start crying because I think that's the the thing that she's she's tapped into there it's the personal stories like all we've heard yeah. from the history books are you know what the people at the top were experiencing 
and um, it's so nice to sort of hear it from just sort of everyday people and what they were going through. I think it's such yeah. a brilliant idea. And um, yeah, I'm, every time she, she does a new one, I'm like in tears listening to it. I'm so proud of her. And just sort of like nice to be in touch with regular people, you know. I don't want to hear history from the angles we've been hearing it, like, yeah. from, you know, in, in the past. It's just sort of, we've just been told such a one-sided story that, you know, it's time to hear everyone else's story. I love that. Yeah, for sure. I think it's very important and I really like the podcast. So yeah, yay for your Absolutely. sister. <laughs> I, she's going to listen to this. Like she's she's such a big supporter of the comedy and of all this stuff. She's like, what what gig what are you doing tonight? And I'm like, oh, it's online one. And I'm, I'm not like, you don't have to watch it. Like, can we just not talk about it afterwards? And like, because she, so, she has so many good ideas as well. And um, she's always so good at everything. So I'm like, I don't want any of her ideas because they're good and it's annoying. <laughs> But no, I love her very much. She's my best friend. So I'm glad you brought it up. So thank you. I would have totally forgotten. <laughs> thank you so much for being a guest at my podcast. Oh, thank you I so really much. It was so much fun. Thank you so much. So nice to catch up with you again, finally. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow me at, at Beats on Twitter and Instagram for all dowdy updates. As all podcasts will tell you, all rates and reviews will be super welcome. And do share the podcast with your friends or on your socials. Hashtag DowdyPod. I would also like to know your pics of people who, to you, are examples of bravery. Share them on your reviews or tweet them at me. Huge, huge thank you to Champagne for the podcast jingle and a bunch of other things that are in podcast related. If you've enjoyed listening to Dowdy, have some spare to give, and would like to support me and help me improve on my tech and skills, all tips are welcome through PayPal and Coffee on at Mariana's Beats. I've been Mariana Feijó. Until next week.